0: What's it called? Advisors Ask. I love that. Hi. So uh, this is our second episode of Advisors Ask called Making
1: Major Decisions. Do you ever, like, hear your voice recorded and you're like, ugh, why do I sound like that? (laughs) That's me. Thank you to the Department of
0: Communication at West Texas A&M University.
2: This is Advisors Ask, coming at you from KWTS Podcast Suite.
0: In our space, we pride ourselves at being more than schedule makers. Don't forget to reach out to us on our social medias with questions or topics you'd like to explore.
2: Follow us at WTAMU Advising Services on Facebook and at WTAMU. Services on Instagram.
0: I could pee again, probably. <laughs> we're your host, Candace Copeland.
2: And Herschel Neal.
0: And welcome to Advisors Ask.
2: Well, today's topic, uh, we, uh, we're we going to be discussing choosing a major. Uh, and help answer the questions, uh, have you chosen the correct major? How do you know what your, the right major is for you? And especially today, how that applies to your um, Career path. And so we have uh, Sam. Do you have a new last name? Sam?
1: I do. Yes. Newly married. I'm Sam Langford now.
2: Sam Langford, who works in uh, career and professional development. That's the new name, yes, right?
1: That is. Yep. Lots of
0: oh, new names going here. on. <laughs> so we're going to be picking
2: our brains a little bit about them.
0: So a lot of the times when Herschel and I, as advisors, sit down with students, we kind of have two main areas that students have questions about it's do I have the right major picked out for the goal that I already have or do I just not have a goal so I don't know what major to pick and so what do you all get in your office over there in career and professional development oh
1: yeah we get we get lots of things so Um, I was just saying this morning that advising is a a really, really great champion for our office that y'all get those conversations going really well. Um, So we get kind of all over the spectrum. (coughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, So we get all over the spectrum. We get students who um, kind of like you said, they're not sure if the major that they have aligns uh, with the goals that they have or vice versa. Um, We have students who come in and they say, you know, Sam, I... I know that my parents want me to pursue this major, but I don't really want to pursue this major. And so then we kind of have to break down um, some of those conversations. Uh, We have students who, you know, maybe they really liked a teacher that they had in high school. Maybe they really love their science teacher. So now they're pursuing biology and they're like, oh my goodness, now I have to do science. (laughs) Now I have to know about cells and atoms and I'm just so like, that's so not how my brain works. Um, So we get really all over the spectrum. Um, It's really interesting. Interesting, And you never quite know what the conversation is going to look like until you really sit down and, and start picking that student's brain a little bit more and asking the right questions. That's always the hard part.
0: Very good. So can you explain to us a little bit about what
1: tools you have um, over in your space to help our students out? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously the appointments and, and sitting down and just the conversations, that's that's um, one of our more utilized tools, I guess you could say, um, but a um, an assessment that we have, we just brought it about about a year ago. It's called YouScience, Science, and this is such a cool assessment tool. Um, so essentially, you're just playing brain games. And if you're like my husband, he, if you mention the word assessment, he immediately cringes and thinks you you're taking this assessment. It's going to tell you exactly what what your results are going to look like, right? So like the True Colors or uh, the Enneagram, like those. Types Types of things you kind of know which way it's going to lead you to as in terms of your results, but with U Science you have no idea. So you're you're doing these brain games, and I know for me I, I would take some of these these assessments, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so bad at this. Um, this is so not my jam. But what U Science does is it takes the results of, of those brain games and it spits out about three hundred plus careers that really make sense for the way that your brain works. Um, it it picks up on your natural interests, your aptitude and gives you some overall fit uh, career ideas. Um, So that's certainly a big point of conversation. Whenever we have those uh, one-on-one conversations with students, uh, we really dive into those results and say, you know, here's what we're seeing. And this doesn't mean that these are the careers that you have to go into, but there's obviously some overarching theme in all of these careers. And what are those themes? What are we pulling out of those? Um, So it's super interesting. Students have free access to this resource. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely a really, really cool assessment there.
2: Do most students feel like that, that's a pretty good match or do they sometimes think, well, I don't.
1: No. <laughs> well, I mean, full transparency, we get a little bit of both. Um, I would say by and large, students are like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely this type of person. So like my results, it, it uh, some of the careers that it came up with were like producer, makeup artist, like really theater background. So theater is my background. Um, and so it spit out a lot of fine arts type careers, which was super cool. Um, and then we do, we get some students that come in and they're like, yeah, this thing says I should be an engineer. And like, I do not have an engineer mindset. Like what in the world, uh, these results make no sense. And so it kind of goes back to the idea of, well, maybe these careers don't make sense for you, but what are the common themes that you science is picking up? So maybe it's that you, um, have a, a data mind. Maybe you're very analytical. What are some roles where you can really implement those skills and utilize those, uh, aptitudes that you naturally have?
2: I, I would always encourage students to to dig deeper into jobs they think they might be interested in, um, that that was kind of key. I've always remembered something a career counselor said once that made a lot of sense is that uh, this is me, but I mean, there are some people that are just weirdly perfectly suited to some job, every single aspect of it. They just love, it's just, that suits them to a T uh, that's great. But uh, I think most people the trick is finding something where the Going to be parts of it you don't love. It's yes. not your thing. You're not comfortable doing it. But most of it, uh, you do enjoy, and most of it uh, does play to your strengths.
0: Speaking of strengths, you do use Gallup Strengths Finder um, strengths in your appointments
1: as well, correct? We do. Yeah, most of our staff are uh, certified strengths coaches, so we we absolutely use a lot of that uh, that tool and resource for our conversations. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well. Um, just out of curiosity, we're going to share our top five here in a
0: minute. What are your top five strengths?
1: My top five are connectedness, responsibility, developer empathy, and belief. Awesome. How do you feel like that
0: comes out in your appointments with students?
1: Ooh, man i I see a lot of I see a lot of ways that my strengths really show up. I I remember whenever I first started took the strengths exam and, um, my number one strength being connectedness. And I was like, what in the world does that even mean? Like, this sounds so lame. And then, um, I read the definition. So these are people that believe everything happens for a reason. There's kind of a common, uh, circle in everything that we do and more and more in my work. And especially in my personal life, I, I definitely saw connectedness showing up. And so uh, the way that I see that showing up in my uh, in my work and in the conversations with students is that no matter what major you choose, no matter what career path you take, you're going to go through that process for a reason. It's going to help you to develop a certain skill, uh, a character trait, a value. Um, It's it's really going to shape you in a way that you need to be shaped for whatever's coming next. Um, I'm, I'm a person of faith. And so I believe that everything, you know, it's going to happen for a reason. You're going to be shaped up just the way that you need to be shaped up uh, for kind of your end goal, I guess, whatever that looks like for you. Um, And so with students, Um, I probably give some of them a little bit of heartburn because my, my, uh, my approach to it is, you know, choose a major that you love, that you're excited about, and I promise you it's going to be okay. (laughs) Right. And, and I think a lot of students really want me to say, okay, Jane Doe, this is, this is the answer. This is what you need to do. And, uh, here's the, you know, the, the practical reason behind it. But for me, it is. Um, you you can't make a wrong choice. You make a choice, and the other choices don't matter, um, and and it'll take you where you need to go. Anyways, that's that's connectedness. Uh, yeah. Kind of taking my brain on a trail there.
2: <laughs> um, I I think um, you you can make a wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's fair. <laughs> and, that's fair.
2: Well, and what I and what I mean by that is I I what I see students struggle with with uh, picking a major is um, you know like. Some some majors are that way. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be an accountant, right. you want to major in accounting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You know, not not sports and exercise science. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And or if you're going to be an engineer, uh, then or nursing, then that's your major. That, mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. But I I think sometimes students get way too hung up on that, mm-hmm. feeling like they need to pick some major that's kind of tangentially related to some career they they want to do. And there's not there's not a direct so many careers there's not a connect the dots yes. relationship to what your undergraduate major is and what you end up doing and so the you're much more apt to be successful if you pick a major unless you want to be a nurse or an architect uh, <laughs> then uh, that you really like that you enjoy studying that you would you would you're interested in that just in and of itself mm-hmm. because you're going to do better in it. You're going to find when you're doing research papers <laughs> you're going to be researching <laughs> something you actually have an interest in when you're sitting in classes. Uh, there's going to be other students more than, more than likely that okay. share your interests. Uh, you, you know, if you go into something that just because you think it's a good, leads to a good job, mm-hmm. but you really don't like it, it leaves you totally, you know, unimpressed, uh, then you're also, you're not going to do very well. There's no personal incentive to study it. And you're going to feel like likely a fish out of water. It's like, I don't understand are these people, are these, <laughs> how these people, how these people are really interested in this. That's, you know, it's so pick a major that you, that you really like mm-hmm. uh, career, you know, considerations are very important. And if there's something you want to do that does have uh, majors you should consider, that's mm-hmm. very important, mm-hmm. but, don't pick a major that you really just I would don't say care
0: especially about. even with the pre-majors, pre-med, pre-vet, pre-dental. Like if your GPA has to be really competitive, there are a lot of majors at WT where there's plenty of room within the electives to get all the pre-med um prerequisite courses like the biology's chemistries physics and if you enjoyed those classes more than you enjoy you know taking other chemistries mm-hmm. then why make yourself miserable during your training when as long as you have the prerequisites and a great gpa and good references and good internships then those are things that work towards that goal of getting into med school yeah. don't make yourself miserable yeah. speaking of internships mm-hmm. Um, that's a great way to kind of determine whether or not a job is going to be a good fit for you or not. Your office does that as well. Yeah.
1: So interestingly enough, I I had a conversation with a student here recently who uh, went into an accounting internship and the student came in um, anticipating, talking about changing majors, not really sure what they wanted to do. Um, So I asked about their internship with this accounting firm and I said, what were the things you loved? about this internship and they said well I had my own desk (laughs) and that was it and that was the only thing the student could uh identify as something that they loved about their internship and I and I was like hey having your own desk is super cool first of all I love that and I said what did you not love about this internship and they said you know they just didn't enjoy math. They didn't enjoy working with the numbers or the spreadsheets. And I was like, okay, all right. So we can, we can say pretty confidently accounting is probably not the way to go. Um, but yeah, internships are an excellent way to try on a career. Um, there, there are more time investment uh, in, in terms of, you know, how long you spend trying on a career. You can definitely do things like job shadowing. Uh, you can do things like informational interviewing. So if you know someone who's an accountant and it's a career that you're considering. You know, talk to that person, pick their brain and see, you know, what are the things they love? What are the things they hate? Now, not everyone thinks like you think or feels like you feel. And so sometimes those those informational interviews can, you know, they can be helpful, but um, you have to keep that in mind for sure. But yes internships we do those <laughs> we do and we do them. we do them well <laughs>
2: <laughs> and some of them pay not right
1: to, yeah right? so like by and large internships are paid um there are some it it tends to be some of the fine arts majors that that aren't paid or are underpaid uh, but we do have a really cool resource um the President's Earn and Learn scholarship is something that students can apply for each semester to receive some funding for up to $3,000, I think, uh, to help them with transportation, to supplement, you know, the cost of living, those types of things. Um, we, could, we know that the finances are really important and you have to live. Um, so we, we can help with that as Very well. Very good. Well, before you
0: leave, um, we're trying to do for every episode your favorite something in Canyon. And so for this episode, we're thinking about doing
1: your favorite burger in Canyon. Do you have a favorite burger, Sam? I have all kinds of favorite burgers, but if we're talking about Canyon, I love bears, burgers, and dogs. Nice. Get a Bacon cheeseburger. It's mm. like a little hidden gem back there. It's so good. You have to get the cherry limeade too while you're there. Mm-hmm. Herschel.
2: Uh, which I would have to say buffs, uh, the a chili cheeseburger with no vegetables, and they have the cheese skirt, which is mm-hmm. uh, is probably not too good for you. But it's it's the <laughs> fried cheese that's that's on there that extends beyond the bun about two inches. <laughs> so you
0: add cheese skirt to ready. anything, and I'm probably gonna uh, eat it. <laughs> uh, absolutely <laughs> same
2: and it's very crispy and
0: it's- um, so I would have to say that my favorite Burger in Canyon because we decided that the rules of uh, engagement were that hillside is where Canyon stops so Green Chili Willies is mine and it's mainly because you can get fried pickles with it um, oh gross <laughs> Our first disagreement on
1: the show, Herschel. Oh no. (laughs) Um,
0: So yeah, green chili willies with uh, the support of the fried pickles holds that burger up for sure. But yeah, I'm with you, Sam. It's really hard to just make the burger wrong. So especially if you add things (laughs) like cheese skirts. Um, (laughs) This is a
1: new term for me anyway. (laughs) It's a cheese skirt. I like it, but But you love it it. and now you're going to use it. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Well,
0: thank (laughs) you so much, Sam, for coming in today. Um, and You know, anytime a student changes a major, we're always super excited that we get to use you all as a resource over in career and professional development. And it's nice that you're right across the hall. Yeah. them right
1: on over. Absolutely. Yeah, we're here to
0: support. Awesome. Well, thanks for being a good partner. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the Department of Communication at West Texas A&M University.
2: Don't forget to reach out to us on our social medias with questions or topics you would like to explore. Follow us at WTAMU Advising Services on Facebook and at WT Advising Services on Instagram.
0: Okay, so for part two of this podcast um, episode on making major decisions, um, we're going to talk about degree checklists. And so um, the nice thing is we have an in-house guru here, um, Herschel Neal. He uh, goes through and creates checklists and makes any changes that we have. So Herschel what's the point of a checklist uh, in regards to students choosing a major and then just in general?
2: As far as choosing a major, I, I guess the the obvious help that, that those would be to just look over if you're just out there browsing for um, majors to consider is the, you know, there's not a lot to go on, but it tells you the, especially now that most of them will have the names of courses rather than just the subject and the number, which doesn't tell you much, but, you know, if, you, if you're looking it over and you see the names of classes that, that seem interesting, I would say that's, that's helpful. But dig deeper, too. I mean, if you're really trying to figure out a major, uh, some other resources are available to go along with the checklist. Uh, look at the catalog descriptions of those classes or in student planning search for that course and look at the course description. You, there's also a syllabus. There should be a sample syllabus for every major uh, on campus that you can look at. Look at look at those for some of the, for those classes, um, and it's too bad we don't have books in the bookstore anymore. But because uh, <laughs> I used to encourage students to go down, look at the books that, for classes. You know, if you look at those books and they look interesting, that's a good sign. you look at those books and you think, oh lord, uh, but uh, and you you can still do that. But I, I think just dig a little deeper, look at the courses, and and if it looks interesting to you, then. Then that's that's good, and and to, uh, always remember you can without choosing or without changing your major, most departments are really are more than happy uh, to sit down and, and and visit with you about uh, about their majors uh, to just get some information. Don't feel like you have to choose a major, and then then you get to talk to people about it. Uh, but then also, checklist the, the practical value is once you've decided on a major. Obviously, that's sort of your. Uh, Checklist. <laughs> this is all that you have to do, uh, as far as courses to to earn a degree in that subject. And so, as you take courses, you want to be very careful about uh, taking only what's required. Sometimes you have some electives, sometimes not not so much. Um, but you want to be on stay on track. Some courses are not offered every semester, uh, and when you start out, you can kind of pick. Work out a schedule that meets your your preferred uh, preferred times. As you go further on, you just you may just have to take it when it is. Um, But um, checklist will keep the and and also you will be using the checklist. I hope uh, in conjunction with a curriculum guide. The checklist is not a it's not how the order in which you take courses at all. It's just a simple list of what's required. Uh, the curriculum guides, which uh, when you look at those online or print them out, uh, there should be a curriculum guide for each one that lays out the sequence of courses. And that's that's what you want to follow. And be sure to, to talk to your advisor about that because uh, there are going to be some important sequences or some courses that are very important to take early on. But the checklist, that's kind of checklist and curriculum guide um, is is really a a valuable tool.
0: So what do you think, um, because a lot of students when they get the degree checklist at orientation or, um, just even in their first transfer advising appointment or even just at a visit, they're like, whoa, this 42 hours here, right at the beginning, all this, um, Texas mandated core. What, what's the point of that core?
2: (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, and there's the the expression, you know, just want to get my basics out of the way (laughs) the basics, uh, and that's that's really the the wrong way to look at them i think it's just uh these there's some it's also called general education uh, a lot of times these are just course uh subjects that you know uh it's commonly believed that you know most citizens should should know you have some common common ground things like governments that you know you might not think that's interesting you know, at the outset, but that's important to know, especially like state and local government, how things work, how you can get involved, how you can make a difference um, And history. Knowing history is is rather important <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to give you some context for the present and uh, and English, uh, you know, writing, whether it's your favorite thing or not, is is going in just about any. Well, any uh, pretty much uh, job uh Having communication skills, both verbal and written, is going to be very important. So that's a skill that's transferable that that's going to be important. Same with speech communication skills. Uh, that's that's just you know a basic thing. If social sciences, psychology, sociology, uh, you know, all these things are really important just to learn something about, and then also. Uh, later on, when you're at a cocktail party or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever your social con- context, uh, you have a basic knowledge of something. You know you can p- take part in conversations. Uh, you know a little bit about a lot of things. Doesn't make you an expert, but you have some context, um, some understanding of, of some things that most people do mm-hmm. um, that are educated. And so there's there's great value to them.
0: Or if you don't remember, you're like Beethoven, ha. <laughs> <laughs> just throw that out at a party. You know, that's all I remember from music history.
2: And I think uh, something Dr. Schaefer uh, w- always says is uh, really college is not here to teach you a set of facts or basic information. Um, because you're probably not going to remember a lot of it, everything you're taught. It's it's more about learning how to learn.
0: So um, one thing that we also get a lot of questions on about from the checklist is the difference between a BA and a BS degree. So a bachelor of art or a bachelor of science. Can you give us a, a short explanation on what the difference between those is?
2: Uh, yeah, it's, uh, don't get hung up on that. <laughs> it's, uh, basically there, it's there's not most of the curriculum's the same. It's just, if you do bachelor of arts, uh, you're going to need two semesters of a foreign language and, um, and also, six more hours in uh, fine arts, or uh, um, like history, English, uh, history. Interestingly enough, qualifies for bachelor of arts and bachelor of science. It's kind of unique in that respect. But so that's that's really the thing, and it's uh, you know what you're more interested in. Some some majors advisors will tell you they maybe prefer. Uh, Bachelor of Arts, for example, over another one, because learning, especially Spanish in this area, you know, learning a language is 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 helpful. But you don't have to do that if you prefer math or science. Uh, that That's fine, too, depending on your choice. Uh, some majors, you you don't even have to worry about it because the courses you have to take uh, satisfy those those extra requirements. Uh, and, and just so you know, uh, B.A., B.S., it's. It, has no bearing on on how valuable your degree is. Nobody is going to be interviewing you know, and say, "Well, it's unfortunate you did a bachelor of arts option. We're really looking for people that had a BS in this in, in this subject." That's not going to be a thing. Uh, your GPA is, though.
0: So it's definitely not something to stress about. Not at all. But there is a small, slight difference. All right. Well, that kind of wraps up kind of what we were talking about today on making major decisions um and you know just to reiterate that our office we're more than schedule makers and um, we're here to talk to you about whatever major you might want to do and what the implications of that might be on your goals and um basically we're also there to refer out if we feel like we are not the people to talk about it so um we aren't the experts on everything students aren't the experts on everything Um, career and professional development are not the experts, but, um, you know, as they say in high school musical, we're all in this together (laughs) and we're ready to help make connections if that's what helps you get to your goal.
2: And it's okay not
0: to know something. Yes, absolutely.
2: Thank you to the Department of Communication at West Texas A&M
0: University. Don't forget to reach out to us on our social medias with questions or topics you'd like to explore. Follow us at WT Advising Services on Instagram and WTAMU Advising Services on Facebook.
2: Thanks for listening to Advisors Ask. Make sure to follow us on our social media and tune in for more podcasts.